Hey there, Stevie. Hey there, Dustin. And hey there, listeners. You're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, or for short, just WPH. WPH is an irreverent look at the wedding photography industry and professional photography in general. But we try to sprinkle in some nuggets of business insight throughout, so stick with us. I like it. Dustin, how you feeling tonight? You sound you sound a little uh, different than usual. Yeah, I have to apologize to our listeners. Uh, Steve told me to take the night off, but I had to fight through this terrible cold flu thing I've got going on uh, to bring you some sweet tones to listen to and get you guys through the next week. Uh, I just got back from vacation, if you can call it that, in Texas, visiting family. And all the way down to Texas Roadhouse? All the way to the roadhouse in mm. Texas. Did you get some rolls? And my uh, sweet little baby girl got sick um, from traveling there. So she was sick the entire time we were there. And, and that monster got you sick? And then that monster of a sweet baby girl got me sick the very last day. I held strong so, so strong. I also need to apologize because this week, this great Indiana man is not drinking a great Indiana beer. I'm just hitting up that celebration, fresh hop IPA from Sierra Nevada. Oh, a little, little Sierra Nevada. But Dustin, you're sick, so let's not waste too much time talking about the awesome beer that I'm drinking this week. Let's jump straight into your first topic. Why do you keep shooting weddings, Dustin? Well, I thought it was a good, a good topic, um, especially after this weekend, spending time with family and people are like, Dustin, why, why do you keep, like, what drives you? Like what keeps you shooting weddings year after year? I mean, you're nearly not quite there yet, but you're nearly 30 years old. And uh, somehow you keep the cool going, you keep the brides happy. What keeps you doing it? And I don't know, it was something that I really had to like sit down and think about. Um, and I think part of being a wedding photographer is that you get this amazing f flexibility in your lifestyle and your schedule. And I haven't been able to necessarily figure out another profession that I get that from. That's a huge portion of why I keep doing what I do. And I think the entrepreneurial nature of it is what I love as well. And then also, I just, I'm, I know this sounds sappy, Steve. I, I know it's a little cheesy, but I just really actually like weddings. I enjoy and I believe in the nature of what we do and that we are truly capturing some of the best moments of our clients' lives. All right, Dustin, did you get all that bullshit out of your system? Do you want to tell us the real reason now? I mean, those are my real reasons, Steve, but if you if you want to just lay some hard facts on our listeners out there, you go hard right fact, ahead. Why does Dustin and why do I keep shooting weddings? It's all about that money, baby. Roll that Benjamin song, Steve. Uh, what Benjamin song? Can you sing it? It's all Benjamin about Benjamin Button was a man who aged backwards. Is that how it goes? It's all about those Benjamins, baby. Oh, man. I, I really thought it was a Benjamin Button song. You're close. Could it be a Jack song? It's about a kid who ages too reason, fast. Listeners out there, the reason the Benjamin Button reference is so 
on point is because Steve actually goes back in time every year he shoots weddings. He's stealing little bits of their souls from the couples he shoots, and it keeps him looking like he's 16, even though he's like 72. I don't know that you've seen Benjamin Button. Do you, do you know the plot of Benjamin Button? I, that's why I'm afraid for you, Steve. It's going to end so badly for you when you're like this 106-year-old that looks like you're two. Can we just talk about Benjamin Button for a second? It's a movie about a kid who starts out as an old man, and he's an old man baby, right? So then he ages backwards, so he gets younger and younger and younger until he's finally an actual, like... 70 year old person and here's the thing that has always bothered me about that if he started out as a baby that was normal baby sized but an old man then when he ended he should have been an adult that looked like a baby but instead he was like shrunk back down to baby sized but he should have been like a 200 pound guy who's like five six but just got those chubby cheeks and those chubby little legs Chubby, chubby, chubsters. Yeah. That, that part of that movie has always frustrated me so much. I sense that, Steve. You should contact the director? Uh, I forget who directed it, so I guess I'd just go straight to Brad Pitt. That's probably your next best choice. Yeah. All right, moving on, Steven. Uh, Jen and I keep shooting weddings because, like Dustin said, it's something you can do and it's very flexible uh jen and i were actually talking about this this last weekend after we shot a wedding um and we were just kind of talking about pros and cons and it was interesting how when we thought about it if we weren't shooting a wedding if we had like a full-time job working 40 hours a week somewhere that's uh 40 hours a week that we are out of our house away from our kids um, and in Indianapolis, uh, if you have to get childcare for your children while you're at work and then you're late picking your kids up, they charge you like X amount of dollars per minute that you're late and it can really add up really fast. So we've taken all the stress of that, of, uh, feeling like you could be late any and every single day because of a traffic jam or whatever else. And we've condensed it into, we only have one day each week <laughs> where we have to worry about being late. And because it's usually Jen's parents or my parents that watch the kids, we don't get charged extra money for it. We just feel bad because then, you know, my mom or Jen's parents are staying up late. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a good deal. And we get to spend so much more time with our kids than when Jen and I first started. I worked 40 hours a week and then I shot uh, on the weekend with her at weddings. And I felt like I never saw Ian when he was like a baby. And Nora is completely different. I see her all the time. And hey. This is just in. Nora dislikes me just as much as Ian did when he was a baby. So it's not about time. My kids just dislike me. But I, I, that's a completely different thing. New topic, right? <laughs> New topic. Um, so interesting sidebar. If you were to say scale back that 40-hour week job to say, I don't know, 26 hours. You trying to hire me again, Dustin? Trying to hire me? No, I'm Make just... Make me an offer. Make me an offer I can't refuse. I'm just trying to get an opinion from an unbiased person. Would that oh, still no, work? Yeah, you need to scale back how much you're making your wife work. I know exactly okay. where this is going. 
Yeah. All right. Because moving you, on. <laughs> Jen and I only shoot like 25 weddings a year. You shoot like 50 weddings a year. So her 26 hour. Yeah. She's, she's never home. Uh, but we're together. So that's what matters. Yeah. But like when that song comes on, uh, I'm heading for the freaking weekend, baby. About to have me some fun. Corinne's just like, I don't have a weekend. I never get to have fun. Whereas you're like, every day is the weekend for me, except for the actual weekend. Right? True. But that's why you're always up to like three in the morning and you're always getting sick. I'm never getting sick. I get sick about once a year. This counts as 2017. Well done. You can't get <laughs> sick again for the rest of the year, Dustin. Oh. So the one time getting sick for you in 2016 was with me in Sierra Leone. Yep. Pretty much. And you got sick twice on that trip. We got to pencil that story in for a uh, another episode. The story <laughs> that'll never happen. <laughs> oh, I love it. So the next topic in our show notes, I have been on Instagram a lot recently. Stop I know, it. I know my Stop New Year's resolution. It. I wasn't going to be on Instagram. You're terrible. Uh, this is actually a show. I added this to the show notes way back at the beginning of December. But, um, but, um. Got that on the mind. I met your mother on the mind. Anyway, Mm. stories from your followers are now appearing when you're just scrolling through your newsfeed. So you'll be scrolling through your newsfeed and all of a sudden there'll just be like five people's stories that the Instagram thinks you should look at. And these are not people that you follow. These are people who follow you, which I thought was a really awesome and unique uh, addition to Instagram. One of the first things I've seen them do recently that I actually liked. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because it keeps you in contact with your followers and the people following you without forcing you to follow them and see every single one of their updates. I like it. Which, I mean, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm sounding douchey again, aren't I? Like, oh. ooh, I got so many followers, I can't, uh, I can't follow them all. I'd be flooded in photos. Oh, these mere peasants, I don't want to know your live stories. Yeah, but I, I thought it was really cool. The other day, I spent some time looking through some of my uh, followers' stories, um, sending them some messages and stuff. People who I didn't even know existed before. So I thought it was awesome. So moral of the story, thank you for existing. Thank you, everyone, for existing. And if you're a follower of the Wedding Photo Hangover Instagram, uh, go ahead and send us a message. Let us know what's up in your life. We actually respond, and by we, I mean Steve. <laughs> you respond sometimes. Give yourself a little credit. Come on. All right, yeah. Dustin, let's push ahead to the next topic. I saw an event planner post a video on social media. Stop. But the planner didn't credit the videographer or the video editor that made the video. And uh, the next thing I wrote in the show notes is just WTF. Was this a video I did or someone no, you know did? It's actually not somebody I know. I was just, uh, I was looking at the wedding photography hashtag on Instagram and I ran across this video I thought was super cool. And then I looked at it and it was the event planner and the videographer was not listed and somebody had commented in the videographer's name underneath as if to say like, why didn't you credit them? Like, oh Yeah, the videographers, like, it's sad. They're always shafted. Yes, I would agree with that. It's harder to tag video stuff. Like, you can't tag them in the actual video. You have to tag them in the comment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I part of my to-do list for this month is to actually look into something called lovestories.tv. Maybe you've heard of this. Maybe you haven't. Is it L-U-V or L-O-V-E? I don't know. I haven't looked into it yet. 
Ah, come on. But uh, essentially, it's a platform designed to amplify what's going on in the wedding cinematography, videography realm. You do realize anytime you talk about something you haven't used before, I cut it out of the podcast, right? Anytime I... What? You talk about some sort of thing that you are meaning to check out, I cut it out of the podcast. Just gonzo. Oh, okay. Sorry. You have to speak with authority. You have to know what you're talking about. I was hoping you knew about it. I know nothing. Dustin, do you credit people on social media who were involved with the weddings you shoot? Um, no, not really. Next question. Don't they deserve (laughs) that credit? Uh, I try. When we shoot wedding videos, because of how badly videographers get uh, burnt, I always try to, yeah, I try to tag them if I can on Facebook, Uh, especially since the video typically comes out so much later, so far after the wedding. My brain is jello right now. The last two weddings Jen and I shot, uh, the videographer got a sneak peek out before we did. Wow. Yeah. That's dedication. Yeah. Yeah. It's fast. Freaky fast. Like, we don't even have anything out yet for the last wedding we shot. The videographer, two days later, had a sneak peek out. And the wedding we shot last was on December 30th. And he had his video out on January 2nd. So he was working on the holiday. See, I don't know. It's just, I know there's some photographers that are like crazy about getting those sneak peeks out, but I don't know. I value my time with my family, I guess, more than I value that little inkling of excitement that I give a bride. But if you're hurting for business and you're hungry for more business, it's definitely a good way to generate more business. I agree with you there. But... I ain't hurting over here, buddy. So Jen and I, we credit other people on social media when we post to Facebook. We do a blog post for every single wedding we shoot. And in the blog post, um, when we post at the very bottom of the blog post, you can see a list of the vendors we worked with. And then when we post the blog post to our Facebook page, we tag every single vendor that we worked with. You got tagged in one of those, Dustin. What? So we, we believe in crediting people for the work that they put in because you're taking pictures of flowers, you're taking pictures on the dance floor with the DJ's lights going and stuff, you're taking pictures, all the details all day long, the veil, the dress, all that kind of stuff. So people want to know where it came from and we think they deserve to know. But here's where we definitely fall short. If we post to, say, Instagram... I do not take the time to go through and tag all the people because when we post to Instagram, uh, I'm usually posting weddings way after the blog post went up or sometimes before the blog post went up. And I don't want to go and track down like who are these flowers from and stuff. And actually Jen's really good about that. If I forget to tag the like person who did the flowers and it's like a shot of just flowers, she will go and tag the florist because she knows it's important to them. Um, But like we frequently like, and by we, I mean, I, frequently forget to tag like wedding planners and stuff when I'm posting photos to Instagram. And I feel like in retrospect, like a wedding planner really deserves to be tagged on your Instagram photos from a wedding for almost every single photo, because they are so important to 
everything that goes down on the day, making sure everything's there, making sure everything goes right, making sure you have time to get the portraits that you need. And so uh, I, I felt put to shame by some wedding planners recently who just are constantly making sure they tag us, uh, making sure we get recognition. And I feel like I'm not doing the best job of uh, making sure they get tagged and they get recognition. Yeah, I feel like wedding planners have a have it a little bit rougher because they rely on us for all of their essentially in, like tangible marketing type stuff. Mm-hmm. Because without the photos and the video, all they have is sort of like may, maybe cell phone stuff they did. Do you make uh do you make people pay? No, I don't make people pay, no. Do you put your watermark on the photos? Depends on my relationship with the vendor. If it's a vendor I'm like really trying to get in with, then I won't. Um, it depends on what they're using it for. Like I've had a couple venues that like ask for photos specifically for bridal shows. So if I know it's a bridal show that they're going to like blow it up big and post it, I'll throw a little dust and crin on it. Just throw a little dust and crin? So your watermark is actually just a tiny photo of you and Crin standing side by side holding hands? Yep. Awesome. Yep. Love it. Is it a character? Uh, like, does your, like, hair, the wave in your hair, is it, like, real big? And is there maybe, is a Corinne maybe surfing in the wave of your hair? On a, on a local level, and this goes more into branding, but uh, we're, we try to create sort of... I don't want to say Rolex, that's not really an appropriate term, but like to the point where a vendor would be proud to have our logo on their image because then that says they worked with us and we have brand recognition on a local level here in Indiana, in Fort Wayne. In the F-dub. In this county. In America's armpit. Ugh. Mm. Anywho. Um, While you were drinking your clear liquid. Let's call it vodka. Let's call it airborne. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, anywho, moving on. So, Dustin, this week I got an email. Um, yep. As you do. Just one. Yeah, as I do. Just one. That's all. Uh, nobody loves me enough to email me. That's just how it works. Um, I'm just going to read the email because I hated everything about it. And I feel like people deserve to know what it is um, that I hate in an email. As they should. Steve, we've been crushing it for our photography clients. We have perfected a lead generation funnel that will pull in clients from Facebook ads so you can book more wedding events. Right now, Facebook ads are hot. And this is the time to get in on the holiday advertising frenzy and stand out from your competitors. Click the link below. I'm going to stop it there because the rest is just a bunch of like, click this, click that. I like it. Yeah. You should totally book with them. Yeah. So I I get a lot of emails like this. Do you get a lot of emails like this? Uh, every now and then I'll get something talking about SEO or, you know, advertising type crap, but I don't even read them. I delete them. So, yes, I typically delete them, but this one stood out to me. I think because of the capitalized H-O-T for hot. Mm -hmm. And the hot was also in quotations, as if you wouldn't know that when he says Facebook ads are hot, that he doesn't mean that they're physically hot. He means they're figuratively hot. So had to be all caps and quotations to really drive that point across. But the thing that really I found galling is 
His opening sentence is, we've been crushing it for our photography clients. And one thing Jen and I often talk about is if you have to open up by telling somebody else that you've been crushing it or you've been killing it, that usually that uh, just sounds like bullshit to everybody who's listening to you. And it's not a good way to open a cold like email or cold call. Little like sales one-on-one, like what you want to do is you want to identify a need that the client has then tell them that you have a solution for that need. And when you just say, we've been crushing it, they just tune out right away. Like they don't identify that, oh, there is this need I have. Like I'm not getting enough clients right now. So they're not even thinking that. They just see we've been crushing it for our photography clients, first sentence. And there's no part of them that thinks like, oh man, I should follow up on this. I should look into this because there's no information there. It's like one sentence and you're out, you're gone. Do you have any thoughts on that, Dustin? Yeah, I think I should definitely start replying back to all my brides with, hey, thanks so much for inquiring about wedding photography because we've been crushing it. <laughs> that's that's the moral you, of that story. You do it. <laughs> Let me know how that works out for you. Sorry it took us seven days to get back to you. But we've been straight crushing it. It's me, Dustin the Intimidator. We've been taking boulders of love and we've just been crushing it. It's Dustin and crushing Corinne. Mm, sounded slightly dirty. I like it. <laughs> slightly dirty Dustin. <laughs> so enough about Joe. So let me know how that ad strategy goes that you booked with him. <laughs> I will let you know how it goes, buddy. Uh, let's move on to some Q&A. Last week, I said we'd get back to some more Q&A that was uh, from legitimate listeners to the podcast and not just from random weird stuff I found on Facebook and maybe from my son. Mm. Um, so, Ian from Steve's house. First up, wait, yeah, Ian from Steve's house. Friend of the show, Jack Wood, asks on Instagram... For non-wedding related sales, do you guys operate with an IPS structure? I'm thinking of adopting IPS in 2018. That's not to be confused with ISP. Internet service provider? Yeah, good job, Steve. 10 points for you, bud. <laughs> yes, we we operate with Comcast because it's the only way to get on the internet where I live. That's relatively fast. It's like being Amish. Dustin, do you use an IPS structure? In-person sales. I do not. I do not use in-person sales. However, I I would like to. It's just the bulk of weddings we do and the nature of how we do what we do i it just it would involve so much more time and i just i don't know i just don't think we i i mean i i've seen the videos i've read the the blogs and i know it works i think what you need to do Dustin cuz you have so many weddings that you shoot every year you need to get a wall guy. A wall guy, Steve? Please, please go on. Yeah, yeah, a wall guy. Uh, you know, a guy who goes into your client's houses and measures out their walls and just uh, kind of takes like maybe a pencil and kind of sketches in where he thinks portraits would go that would look good. Maybe does a little sketch of the actual portraits that you took on mm. their wall with a pencil. A little shading action. Yeah, go on. Afterwards, like maybe they buy your portrait or maybe they just uh, leave the wall sketches up, you know? <laughs> 
I mean, that could really undercut your business as well if he's really good at the wall sketches. But, but I mean, once those sketches are up, they got to put something on their wall to cover them up. To answer your question, Jack, if I did half the weddings I do and then did maybe more portraits to make up for that, I, f- I would definitely do in-person sales, uh, especially with some of the tools that are out there. Uh, like we use Fundy and Fundy has some awesome tools to increase in-person sales, such as like what Steve was saying, where if your clients send you a picture of their living room, you can demo sizes and shapes and such with canvases and things on the wall. And Uh, Dustin, are you saying that there's a digital solution to my wall guy solution? Yeah, I'm sorry. You've been overpaying for your wall guy, Steve. What am I going to do now? Let's talk about you. Fire Robert. You guys definitely must do in-person sales since you have that sweet little setup where you meet with your clients. Oh, Dustin, you might think that, but we don't meet with clients at our house anymore. What? Uh, It was too stressful. That was the whole point of A, moving to Indy, or Noblesville for that matter, and B, getting that house that is the size of the White House (laughs) so that you can have that little designated child-free zone. I'm living it up Obama style over here. Drop the Trump. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, Trump lives at Mar-a-Lago. So. I know, because you live at the White House the rest of the time. That is correct. Um, no, we don't do in-person sales, really. Uh, we have stuff set up through Pass so that people can buy photos and portraits um, straight through there. Or they can, or the, or they can pass. Yeah, they can oh. pass on buying those uh, portraits and those canvases. Um, no, we've found that, uh, in this market, maybe it's not the right place for us to be. Like there are other people in the Indy area who do in-person sales and they're killing it. And, um, it's just not something we are necessarily wanting to spend our time on. Yeah. If I had a studio, I think I would definitely try to push it more, but most of the people we know who do in-person sales charge less for their weddings and their portrait sessions. And so they, they do a lot of in-person sales to make up for the money. Uh, I mean, some of them make more money than us just from doing the in-person sales. But uh, we kind of feel like we'd rather just charge enough money for the actual portraits and everything that we don't have to do in-person sales. And then if we do do any sales like through the website and stuff, it's, uh, it's just gravy on top of it all. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. It's sort of Maybe that's a really privileged place for Jen and I to be, but... Um, it works for us. It also, I think, kind of depends on your personality type. Um, I'm a, a bit of a salesman at heart, so it it makes me want to do it just for the 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 thrill of doing it. But at this at the same time, I just don't really feel like I have the the space and time to do it. So that's why Jack, we aren't doing it currently. Um, but if you do do it, I would be curious to hear how, how it goes for you. I mean, we, we wish Jack nothing but the best uh, with his wall guy that I'm sure he's already procured. Uh, yeah, Jose is always available. Moving on, uh, listener Silvercord Photog on Instagram asks three questions. Whoa, wait, 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 hold up a second. Uh, maybe I should go back in and edit this in later. But I did include Silvercord Photog's actual Instagram handle. So 
maybe it would only be fair to include Jack Wood's Instagram handle since he uh, reached out to us. Jack Wood is jrwood1981 on the Instagram if you want to hit him up. Or just say friend of the show, Jack Wood, followed by... jrwood1981 on the Instagram. Friend of the show, Jack Wood, Jack, Jack Wood, Jack, 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 friend, friend, show. Is that better? (laughs) Okay. Show friend, Jack Wood. 1981. You think 1981's when he was born? Hey, Steve, moving on. Or when he was conceived. Listener of the show, and only (laughs) person in the world who cares about ghost photos, at SilverCordPhotog on Instagram, asked three questions, because not one, not two, but three was all she needed. Good morning, you fine-sounding beautiful humans yeah as a matter you're just adding stuff in now Uh, you can't do that to this question i just i'm just embellishing just a little because i'm Uh, silver cord photog writes in on the instagram good morning dustin you sound super great man dustin every time i hear your voice i think that must be a swell looking guy all right that wasn't really a question but whatever so so the next question you're gonna read off dustin Good morning. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'd love to hear more about how you guys identified who your ideal clients are and what the most effective strategies you use to market to them successfully, such as blogging, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, AdWords, etc. Steve, for example, he does tattoos on his lower extremities uh, so that when he's showering at the gym... Um, he's attracting all of the right people. Yep. I'm all about the bottom of the foot tattoos. You can read this. You should hire me. Yep. But you know, you kind of got to raise the foot up and really get it in their face. Take sometimes. a stand, Steve. Take a stand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, my son's been doing a lot of Taekwondo and working on his high kicks. And so I just kind of go in and I, I try to do it too, but it strains me sometimes in my leg sections specifically in the groin and then i fall down in pain so you should get like a fake temporary tattoo and put it on the bottom of ian's foot before taekwondo that says if you can read this you just got kicked in the face all right sorry silver cord photog we uh we digress um but i don't know that's a great question and i've had other people ask uh ask me that before and I don't think I'm necessarily in my business. I'm to that that point yet where I have sort of, I mean, I have that bride that is in my mind that I, that like, that's who I want. It's not necessarily that like uber rich bride who treats you as a vendor. I want that bride that you feel, you know, you could go out and get coffee with after the fact or that groom that you could play Super Smash Brothers with. Um, so I have sort of that ideal couple in my mind, but as far as how do you attract that, I think I don't live in a big enough market to really be that picky. Um, but maybe Steve lives in a market four times the size of mine, so he can probably attest to, and Steve and Jen do a really, actually do a really good job, I think, through Instagram of sort of showing a style and feel in their photos 
to help attract a couple that would want that style and feel uh, when picking their wedding photographer? Jen and I, when we, uh, like maybe five years ago, Jen and I had a serious discussion about what it was we were looking for in an ideal client, um, what it was we thought an ideal client would be looking for in us. And then we asked some of our past clients, like why it was that they hired us, things like that. Um, and the things we landed on were it's, it's not about money. It's not about how they look. It's, it's like Dustin said, it's about their personality. Um, do they like to play super smash brothers? Are they better than Dustin, but not better than me? Um, these are like important Um, things that we need to nail down. Dustin, we don't need to discuss who's better at super smash brothers right now. Um, That could be an entire episode. It'd be me. But anyway, uh, I believe we've played Super Smash Brothers together. Don't listen to the youth. They don't know what they're talking about. Anyway, uh, you don't even own Super Smash Brothers. Jen and I decided that well, what we wanted more was we wanted a brand that people would recognize um, based on the quality of the product and not necessarily based on the price of the product. And so we didn't raise our prices to weed out people who we thought were bad brides. We just raised our prices to weed out the more spam sort of contacts you get. Um, and the people who maybe were looking for something that was just cheap. Um, we wanted to be more of a, more seen as like a high quality sort of brand. So we did raise our prices a little bit, but I mean, we have at times given brides discounts and worked with on payment plans and stuff. Because it's not about the money so much as it is about getting people who you want to work with. The people that we wanted to work with were are people who are nice for the most part and um, largely people who are tolerant of other people and loving and people who treat their vendors, their friends, their family um, with kindness and with love. We don't want to work a lot of weddings where the people getting married are treating everybody like crap throughout the whole day. So. Um, the way that we've tried to work that out is just through, like Dustin said, we, we try really hard with our blog and with our Instagram account and our Facebook and our Twitter to only show photos that we think are the sorts of things we want to shoot and the sorts of uh, settings, tone, feel that we want to have. And we find that in that way, we attract more people who are into that sort of thing. So we focus a lot on like documentary style work when we're sharing to social media because we like shooting the documentary style and stuff like that. So a lot of the people who contact us, one of the things they say is, we loved how all your pictures look like you were just there capturing things and you weren't posing people. That's like maybe the number one reason people give us for why they hired us. Which is how Dustin's stuff looks. (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that? Silver cord, uh, something we've tried recently... Um, or we are trying it's sort of a uh, we're kind of playing with a few things but uh, in our contact form when they go on our website to email us at dustinandcrin.com we actually ask him a couple more questions than your standard which I know goes against the grain of common belief Mm -hmm. um, as far as like get as many leads in the door as you can and then filter them from there. But I wanted to take things a step further as far as um, we actually asked them as the last question before, and they have to answer this before they can click submit, is on a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it to them to have Dustin and Corinne 
photography capture their wedding and what i feel that that does to them and to me is that immediately if they don't answer you know at least an eight or above then you know they're just you know tire shopping they don't really care who their photographer is it's the brides who write a 10 that i'm i'm excited to talk to i you know i want to jump on the phone with them and find out why why they put a 10 but seven and below are the people who get that email seven days later that's like, sorry, I haven't been able to get back to you. I've just been crushing it. Exactly. You just pretty much nailed my uh, marketing strategy in a nutshell there, Steve. Nice. I, I like that. Uh, Jen and I found that by putting our prices on our site, we weeded out most of the people who weren't super excited about us to begin with. Hmm. Yeah, when you put prices starting at twenty five grand, it really does, you know, cancel <laughs> a lot of people out there. Yeah, uh, just uh, jump right over to my website, and you can see twenty five grand starting point for all the weddings. Um, what have you found to be the most effective strategies to market to your ideal client, Dustin? Um, I just kind of told you. I don't really feel that. So that that is like the the survey thing. Well, that's something we're trying out right now. And we'll see how that that goes long term, because I would say most people are putting seven and eights and then the occasional sprinkle of tens come in. And like I said, those are the ones that I get excited about. Those are the ones mm -hmm. who were like bridesmaids at a wedding or guests at a wedding. And so those are the ones that you also probably have a higher probability of booking. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see see how it goes. And something I used to be better at, and Steve is better at this than I, is just social media in general. Putting a lot of your personality forward is going to attract couples that are like you. And, you know, you're going to click with someone who is like-minded. And you're going to get along with a couple on the wedding day that's like-minded. So by putting a lot of your personality into your social media presence such as what you do on a daily basis or you know a vacation or what have you it's gonna you know intrigue people in a because we live in sort of this age of reality television that's why dustin when he uh posts to any social media he just includes like and when i play super smash brothers i only use pikachu and ness so that i can get those real quick grabs because i'm a cheater I don't ever play with Pikachu and Ness. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time, buddy. I know you don't. I, I play one character, and his name is Motherfucking Mario. I don't understand that strategy at all. Um, That's why you lose. Moving on. Uh, um, Jen and I have found blogging and Facebook to be pretty effective places to market. And Twitter, Instagram, AdWords, not nearly as much. I would say Instagram has grown a lot uh, recently. We don't get a lot of people who contact us through Instagram looking to book us, but we do get people who mention seeing our photos on Instagram from time to time. But the majority of clients who come to us are probably people who know of us through like another bride or through like Facebook or through uh, going from Facebook to our blog and really liking our work there. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think AdWords is something that's really working for anyone? Uh, I know there's one photographer in town that that just hammers away at AdWords. And the only reason I know that is because when I check Google rankings, they're always, you know, showing up and I always try to click them because I'm an asshole like that. 
<laughs> Charging them that money? Um, but no, I've never done AdWords. I don't really, f- I feel like the average consumer is smart enough to distinguish between an ad and not, but I think your time is better spent, you know, optimizing Google Maps and using that to your advantage if you're trying to tackle the area around you. So next question from Silvercord Photoc. Do you think we hit that one? Did we hit it? Yeah, I think I think we pushed it we through it? Can we quit the, it? the wall. Yeah. Okay. Uh, additionally, Silver, Silvercord Photoc still from Instagram. Additionally, what do you think about accepting common cryptocurrencies in exchange for work, such as Bitcoin, Litecoin, etc.? I don't know. I have mixed feelings about the whole cryptocurrency right now because I put a little bit, a lot of money in, and it's it fluctuates so much on a day to day basis. So I don't know. What what are your thoughts, Steve? I mean, I'm just going to repeat basically what I said to Silvercord Photog when they asked me this on Instagram, and that is, uh, Jen and I do not accept cryptocurrencies right now. And I also don't think it would be fair to the client or to us to accept cryptocurrencies right now because all of the cryptocurrencies that I am familiar with, such as Bitcoin, are fluctuating so much right now. It might be great for me if the client paid me an amount in Bitcoin that right now was my price for the wedding. And then by the time that they actually get married several months from now, I've actually made several thousand dollars because the the Bitcoin's valued so much more. It, I mean, it's it's been on a pretty pretty steep incline recently, right? No. Like, wait, it ha- oh, that's what you invested in, right? When it was going up, 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 and now it's kind of... Yeah, now it's plateauing. Okay. So, like, I, I don't feel like it would be fair because it's so volatile for them to pay me in that and then me make a ton of money off of it and then feel kind of like they got ripped off. Um, on the flip side of that, I don't feel like it'd be fair if they paid me in that. And then it just devalued before I had a chance to like flip it out. And then, uh, I lose a ton of money. So yeah, it's just, it's just kind of weird. And think about it this way too. Like what if they pay you a deposit and the deposit's a thousand dollars and they pay in Bitcoin, the Bitcoin goes up. And by the time the wedding comes around, the a thousand dollar deposit they paid you in Bitcoin is now worth what the entire wedding should be. Do they have to pay you the rest or do they just say, mm, I already paid that? No, because they wouldn't know whether or not you deposited that Bitcoin into your account or what you've done with it. Yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's, yeah, it's not a, a place I want to live in. I mean, but the same could be said, There's just to play counter argument to that principle, the same would be said to say, like, if someone wanted to pay you in, like, pesos a, or a different currency, and then you're like, well, what if the inflation rate changes between now and your wedding and... I mean, it's not going to change nearly the re- the rate that Bitcoin is going, but you know, you could be like, "Oh, I've got to actually give you a hundred dollars back because your pesos you gave me." That is something we should talk about in a future episode: uh, payments from people in different countries. Mm, I only take those Ukrainian dollars <laughs> and blood diamonds. Anyways, moving on. Her last question: I assume Sil- is Silvercord a female or a male? I- I don't know. Gender neutral. Lastly, what would you be wi- would you be willing to do a podcast from Colorado? Uh, there should just be a period there or a question mark there, and it would be a big fat yes. And then she says, while sampling local dispensaries, fair instead of beer. Yes. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you fly Steve and I to Colorado, <laughs> doesn't even have to be first class. Let's, let's let's put it all on Sally right now. If you fly us, Sally. All, all the way to Colorado, Steve and I will bring all the podcasting equipment, the video equipment, and we will do it all for the love of the podcast. And for the love of that sweet, sweet ganja. And, and just so you know, is it Spirit? It'll be our dankest no. podcast yet. So Front, dank. Frontier flies direct out of Indianapolis at a really affordable price. So if That's because they're headquartered in Denver. If you're tempted, let us know. Yeah, you can get like a Tuesday flight for 49 bucks sometimes. Yeah, and you, I'm pretty free Tuesdays. How about you, Steve? <laughs> I'm free Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, by the way, thank you guys for all your questions. Uh, this is the last one we're going to hit today because this is a big one. And Dustin's uh, sick, and we're already running so much longer than he thought we'd run. And I can barely breathe. Um, but I want to hit this last one. A uh, friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, Louis, the Louis Novak, uh, is, by the way, big congratulations from the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. Uh, I don't want to say Steve and I take uh, credit for this. Louis actually messaged me to let me know that they conceived while listening to an episode exactly. of our podcast. So yeah. I, I feel like we, we get naming rights. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, I already claimed it's going to be named Steve Z. Steve Z. Steve yeah. Z Novak. It's got a, it's got a, it's good, got a good ring. Yeah. <laughs> you know you like it. Uh, when he's older, his kids can call him Papa Steve Z. At the very least, Louie, I believe the middle name has to be WPH. <laughs> Steve Z WPH. With, with no explanation. Just, by the way, Ronald, your middle name is WPH. McDonald. What? So anyways, Louis uh, Novak is reproducing, having a baby, uh, July of this summer. And so he asked, um, should I make sure I'm not booked? How has your business changed after having kids? I already work a full-time job and shoot weddings on the weekends, so I'm trying to plan or figure out if I need to approach things differently or what I will need to change once the baby comes. So Dustin, I already sent Louie a bunch a bunch of stuff in response to this. Oh, so right. do you want to go first? Or do, you, do you just want me to basically repeat what I said to Louie? No, because I'd like to, I'd like to answer Louie. I don't really Go know. for it, buddy. Go for it. <laughs> um, well, after having baby number one, your world gets turned completely upside down. Your life gets flipped, turned upside down. And it's kind of just surviving month to month. Um, if anything, you could say this baby was rare. Yeah, but at least the middle name is WPH, so... Forget it. You're home to Bel Air. Sorry. Steve, you have too much time on your hands. But yeah, so... And I, Louie and I had a heart-to-heart back uh, when they were trying to conceive. And I told him that, you know, Wait, Charlie... While they were trying to conceive? I'm wow. sorry, Louie. Uh, the baby must be named Dustin then. I think. Maybe Dusty. Dusty. There we go. How about, can we like somehow like Dustieve? That sounds really weird. Kind or of gross. Dustieve. Dustieve. French. It's, it's French. Dus- it's French for somebody who's going to lie to you. Dustieve. <laughs> it's French for someone who's going to lie. Someone who's going to sell you Bitcoin. 
Anyways, um, yeah. So your your business is gonna change. You're gonna want to amp up your wedding photography business, Louis, so that you can cut back on your forty hour a week job. That is. But you're going to feel this parental obligation to continue with your 40-hour-a-week job to provide health insurance for your family. So it's going to be like you're torn from both sides, and it's going to be agonizing. Good luck. Louis, uh, your, I guess we'll call him sex counselor Dustin here, is very wrong. That's my, that's my backup profession. <laughs> Sex counselor Dustin's very wrong. The, one of the biggest things you have to understand after you have a kid is that your time, that, I mean, you, you can't get your time back. So every single second that you spend at work, you're going to be missing time with that kid. When Jen and I had Ian, I was working um, 50 to 60 hours a week. And then I was shooting weddings with Jen on the weekend. And I feel like I missed Ian when he was a baby, I missed him growing up. And as I joked about earlier in this podcast, uh, you know, Nora still hates me just as much as Ian did when he was a baby, but at least I feel like I'm there for all the moments this time. Whereas with Ian, I, there were so many times I'd come home and Jen would just be like, oh, this happened today, this happened today, this happened today. And it felt terrible. Um, and I, I can't say for you that you're going to have those same feelings that I had, but I can say that you're going to have to find a new work-life balance. It's not going to be the same as it was before. And some of that's just going to be guessing because you might say, oh man, I'm totally ready for this. I can handle this. Um, I can still work 40 hours a week and shoot weddings on the weekend. And then, you know, you get into it a month in and you're like, I got to cut back on something. Um, it's going to be hard to cut back on weddings that you've already booked. So it's going to be hard to quit the job if that's what you'd rather stick with than doing weddings on the side. So it's going to be rough. So I can't give you much advice there just because I don't, I don't know you that well, Louie. But I would say screw shooting weddings. You're done with that. You need that insurance. I know Louie doesn't like his day job. Screw shooting weddings. You got to stick with the job you hate. <laughs> it's dependable. No. But I mean, you're, you're going to have to, you're going to have to work some stuff out. You, you don't want to get, honestly, there are some dads too who, would rather not be there. Um, they can't handle the stress of a newborn very well. And, uh, you know, if that's something that your wife was okay with you working just as much as you are now, then maybe that's okay. But uh, that's, that's not Louie. Okay, Louis, good, good. Louie's like the, uh, the every step of the way, dad. Okay, good. Because otherwise I would have said, just fuck him. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be rough. And I mean, I already sent you my thoughts kind of in full through messaging, Louie. But for everybody else out there, like when you have one kid, your life gets changed so much because you're, you've, you're going from this relationship you have with your wife or your husband or your dog or whatever it is, you know, be a single parent out there raising a dog and a baby to having this thing in your life that you have to take care of all the time and you're always worried about and you're always stressed out about. And when you're gone at a wedding, shooting a wedding, like you can't be there for the baby. And so the baby becomes this babysitter's responsibility or your wife's responsibility. And there's not much you can do during that day. But I mean, 
as I said earlier, luckily that's just one day out of the week or two days or three days, depending on how many weddings you shoot, as opposed to five days out of the week if you're working 40 hours a week. Correct. And we can, I think it'd be a good idea to uh, actually have a more in-depth conversation about Steve and I's own personal work-life balance at a later date. So, uh, Dustin, he's having a baby in July. Mm-hmm. He's, oh my gosh, he's having an Independence Day baby. The That's 4th right. of July baby. That's right. That baby wants its freedom. <laughs> see what I did there? Well, see what Louie did there? It's, it seemed like you started out talking about an American thing and kind of switched over to a Braveheart thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um... But I think what Steve's trying to get at is planning your pregnancies, women. So, <laughs> uh, Actually, I mean, I laugh at what Dustin said, but Jen and I, when we were trying for babies both times, we planned to have kids during the off-season for weddings. Um, as I also intimated to Louie in the messages, Jen takes typically about a month off before the due date of the baby and a month off after the due date of the baby and doesn't book any weddings in that time that she's going to work because having a baby is stressful. And if the baby comes early, like there's nothing you can do about that. You, you got to go when baby's ready. Uh, you know, especially for the, um, person actually having the baby. I, Dustin and I don't have a lot of experience with, uh, actually having babies. Yeah. Just caring for them, loving them, teaching them yeah. how to hate. Um, Teaching them how to hate, <laughs> but yeah, our the first aliens child, that came down on Independence Day. <laughs> our first child actually came on the morning of a wedding, and um, I don't know if I've told this story before, but we went into the OB on Thursday, and I was freaking out because we have this wedding on Saturday, which obviously my wife was not shooting with me, and I already had six months in advance had backup shooters planned and the OB is like, no, your wife's not definitely not having this baby this weekend. I'm like, sweet. Emailed the bride Thursday night. Baby's not coming this weekend. You're golden. We're going to, I'm going to be there. Bride's like, Oh, thank God. I've been freaking out and so stressed out about this. I'm like, Oh crap. I did not mean to cause you this much stress. And, and then Friday morning comes my wife's having contractions and I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, it's all in your head. This is, these are not real contractions. Now come shoot First this wedding with me. Don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> ever tell a white, a person who's having contractions that they are not having real contractions. This is a false pregnancy, babe. Don't worry about it, babe, babe. It's going to be okay. Ba babe, babe, babe. So, I immediately call up my backup plan into motion because I'm like, even if we don't have this baby today, we're, it's coming in the next two days and there's no way I'm going to be, the wedding was like three hours away. Um, but yeah, so that happened. We made it through it. Everything went well. The best thing I can tell somebody is have a backup plan in place months ahead of time and be completely upfront with your couple as to what's happening. Um, I know a photographer that had their child uh, this past summer and 
um, they had a couple of brides that actually walked away from their contract because they weren't comfortable with that stress and with that, uh, you know, photographer m might not be there. And that was really stressful on her, like having to go through that while also being pregnant. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot more challenging for a solo woman photographer, I feel, than a male. The husband-wife thing definitely has its perks when it comes to that. Yeah, but also pregnancy is really, really tough on dudes too. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> babe, no. Babe. All right. Babe, don't leave me. Babe. Babe, no. So, by the way, congrats again, Louie. Um, Louie, I, wanna... I would say you should leave two weeks on either side. Minimum of two weeks on either side. You just, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say two weeks, but maybe, maybe a month on either side, like, like my wife does, just cause you, you want to be there. You don't want to be at a wedding when you get a call from your wife. That's like, Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm having contractions and get to the hospital now or I'll kill you. You know? I know it's easy to say that though, because Steve's so awesome, but at the same time, You've got to make money and you've got to have... Got to make that money. Got to get those gotta Benjamin have, buttons. Babies are freaking expensive. Diapers aren't cheap. You got to... So I just booked a wedding last week for the weekend that we're due with our next baby, which oh. I know might seem like a terrible idea. Dustin, do you need somebody to sh maybe shoot that wedding for you? Do you so, just want to plan that in advance right now I, on the podcast? I've got I'm, I'm Steve, probably available. What, what, what day is it? <laughs> I've got Steve locked down as a backup. Um, and yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to work out. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of you doing. Um, babies do due, due date weekend. You scheduled a wedding. Oh, is there some, okay. something fake going on at your house that's going to get you out of this podcast? All right, we got to wrap this up. All righty. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your hosts, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at, at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight. And your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday, after you shoot another wedding. Have a great night, Dustin. All right, guys, take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. I've got to go attend to a crying baby right now. Run! Run! Bye. But we've been straight crushing it.